Welcome. Cheers. It's summer, Woo. basically. Kind of, yeah. It's hot today. Well, it's been a while. Just a little bit. But that's kind of our running theme, I feel <laughs> yeah. like. So. I, this is the longest, though. Yeah. What do, you, do you think it's been the longest? Probably. Enjoy us while we're here, I guess. Yeah. We just ate breakfast at Lemon Poppy. In uh, Glassell Park. Yes, it and was delicious. So we're a little droopy and hella full. Uh-huh. And we ran into a fan there, Erica. Hey, Erica. Nice to meet you today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was it was really cool because she was like, I like your podcast. And we're like, we're going to go record right now. I was like, do you want my autograph? Do you want a selfie? Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) We're like, we take Apple Pay for selfies. (laughs) We have a square. (laughs) Five bucks. What if celebrities did that? They just carried around like a square and charged people. I feel like Angeline probably does. Oh, yeah. Because that's really all she does. I'm sure there's like... CD list celebrities that do that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And tourists would probably pay too. Right. I mean, if it was someone I liked, I would never, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would ever. I'd be like, I hate you now. Right. Like, sorry, Eddie Vedder, but. Yeah, Eddie Vedder would never do that. <laughs> Could you imagine him? That, He's no. like, fuck Ticketmaster, <laughs> but uh, here this, <laughs> here's just... the service fee. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guess what number episode it is? Dun, 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 dun. You all know it's 10. It's 10. Woo. <laughs> we made it to 10. That's yeah. a nice round number. We did it. It only took us like a year. <laughs> did it? Really? I feel. When yeah. did we start? It was hella hot. That's all I know. It's been a journey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was hot and now it's hot again. Yeah. So I think it has been a whole year. Or at least a whole season of hotness. <laughs> yeah. Well, we went through cold times too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 LA cold times, which is like 60 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Freezing. Um, I did want to share something that was relevant to this podcast, some news. Um, we had an episode that, well, our, our buddy, Alanis Morissette, mm. HSP, highly sensitive person. Well, I found out that her album, Jagged Little Pill, is a musical now. Ooh. Did you hear about this? Yes. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, Written yeah. by Diablo Cody. Right. And the, yeah, there was like an NPR story one morning about mm. like... Whatever. What what were you going to say about That's it? That's all I was going to say oh. is how cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was Diablo. I hope it's not shitty. I wonder if it's no, shitty. No, I've heard that it's, I mean, they were talking to the creators, so, like, they were talking about how good it was, but just how, like, I was trying to imagine the album as a musical. They were, like, the, the through line, mm-hmm. the theme was, you know, kind of, like, about a woman um, figuring herself out and, like... This later in life, Alanis Morissette was like, I kind of feel like it's like, you know, about a a woman becoming a mom and like dealing with like all those emotions. And yeah. And like one of the songs, some of the fans were mad that they gave to the male lead. Oh, yes. Um, What song is that? Fuck, I forget. Yeah. But, you know. But they gave one of. Yeah. And anyway, like it was interesting. Like her husband and the the, right. woman, the character's husband. Yeah, and it was interesting because it's like him singing about like watching her change and stuff. So mm-hmm. anyway, it just it sounds really good. Yeah, and it's a play. It's in Cambridge, so we'll get it in two years. Yeah, if, if it's if it's like <laughs> good, Successful. it's yeah. going. Um, I guess it's running now through July fifteenth, and they wrote so. it in Malibu at right, Alanis Alanis. Yeah, at her house. I think it was at her house or Diablo. Whoever lives in Malibu. Yeah. They I probably just, both do. Yeah, they're neighbors. Yeah. So if you're out in Cambridge, I guess, go see it. Go see it. Make it. Oh, um, yeah, we have some East Coast fans. Yeah. That way you can. Wait, Cambridge, like the East Coast, right? Like. I don't know any other Where Harvard is. is. Yeah. Well, England, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not I the English one. not going to open in England. <laughs> uh, we know Saturday, <laughs> Saturday. Saturday. This is our Saturday vibe. You're probably on the way to work, but right now we're in Saturday mode. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we because it's our 10th episode, we thought we would do something a little bit different. By not telling you what this podcast is called. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Well, they clicked on it. They fucking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, you're tuned into crying. Amazing. Crazy. 
<laughs> and I'm Mel. And I'm Dell. Now you know. Welcome. Yeah. If you didn't, if you thought this was, um, I don't know, something, something else. else, what else would it be? I don't know. The Mel and Dell fashion line. Yeah. <laughs> An Aerosmith tribute uh, um, podcast. Anyways. So 10th episode. <laughs> I'm yeah, like chucking this drink, sorry. You were going to say, we're mixing it up, right? That's we're mixing it up because it's number 10. Right. We felt it was sort of like a monumental milestone mm-hmm. number. So we thought we would like put together some top 10 lists right. related to crying. Yes. And uh, so we'll see how we do with that. <laughs> I only have nine. <laughs> uh, screens. So like movies. Movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. I had a shitload. Well, whatever. Let's just talk. Mm-hmm. So how this works is Dell and I came up with our own little lists, and we're going to see if we have any similarities on yeah. these lists. And let's just talk it through. Let's, let's talk it, it through, and this might take you down some memory lanes. Yeah. You want to start with movies? Sure. Or what do you, you want to do? Oh, I was do? just going to like do a, a, a precursor that these aren't necessarily like top ten of all kind, but... Of all time, but kind of, because um, it's just, like, a list compiled out of, like, stuff I was looking at around my house. Like, which of these have made me cry? So, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into Lamp ranking shade. them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, screens. Okay. Go first. Do one. Okay, so we're talking about things on screen that, the ultimate things that make us cry. So... I made a list of movies and then I made a list of like TV shows and sort of like monumental things happening in TV shows. Got it. I made a list of just anything I've ever seen on the screen that made me cry. So it's movies, TV shows, and commercials. Okay, cool. I only have one commercial. I hope it's the same one. Oh, well, maybe we'll start with that. (laughs) Okay, here's a commercial that made me cry. Um, And I think I've mentioned this before, but I believe this is probably because I was experimenting with birth control. With various brands of birth control, so I was kind of just like a mess at the time. But it was a Hallmark channel, or a Mm. Hallmark, not Hallmark channel, it was a Hallmark commercial. Mm -hmm. This was a long time ago, but I remember, like, it's just stuck out in my mind because I remember, like, literally being like, what the fuck? Why am I crying (laughs) for a commercial? And it was, um, so it was like this, and I've used, actually used this story in a a script that I'm writing because I thought it was so funny anyways so it's this old man and he is i'm already sad yeah adele oh my shit she's already crying uh so it's this old man and he is going you see him on the bus and he's going to like basically a tutor and he's learning how to read and he's like an old old ass man yeah and so he's like learning how to read and then you see him on the bus Mm -hmm. and there's a little kid on the bus who is carrying like a children's book oh yeah and he sees and they and then he like shows him he has the same book as the kid because it's like a learning how to read book like fucking spot good night moon or whatever and then um so you're like okay that's kind of weird and then um, at the end of the commercial, he pulls this box out from under his bed, and it's a box of, like, old, tattered Hallmark cards that are, like, to dad, to grandpa, oh and he's, like, reading through them. Because he never I'm could like, read them. It's so sad. It's so so And he's all, like, smiling and happy because he's, like, finally reading these, like, letters yeah, from somebody. Yeah. They're, like, cards and, like, with long letters in them and stuff. <laughs> We're both, like, tearing up right so, now. <laughs> it seemed really unrealistic. Yeah, but um, I feel like that's happened to somebody. But maybe if English, maybe it's, like, if English wasn't your first language or something and yeah, somebody's yeah, yeah. sending you cards, like, your grandchild that doesn't speak whatever language, yeah. but... I don't know if that was even the thing, but right. I, maybe one day I'll learn Spanish and read all the cards my grandma used to give me. Yeah, <laughs> never. There you go. Knew what they and said. then it'll be, yeah, it'll like, be a Hallmark commercial right. of Dell on a bus in Mexico. <laughs> like, all these cards I never read. <laughs> Comparing like a little Spanish version of Goodnight Moon yeah. to a little Mexican kid, and like, <laughs> we're learning the same book. <laughs> anyway, so that's my one commercial. Um, what my one have? commercial. So this series of commercials, they actually used videos from YouTube. They like just, it was found videos and um, it was that insurance company, Hello Kindness was Hmm. their tag, or Hello Human Kindness was their tagline. And it's a recent commercial, but. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's the one, yeah, it's one where like this little boy 
cannot blow out his birthday candle. And he's like, he's like probably, what, one or? I don't know. Actually, I haven't seen that one. I was thinking of the hockey one, which always made me cry. Oh, yeah. That one's good, too. There's a little boy. He has like a little cupcake in front of him, and it has one or two candles. So he's like a little baby. And he's trying to blow it out, trying to blow it out. He tries like three times, and he he just can't like aim his air to blow out the fire. And I feel like if I was a parent, or my parents would have just like blown it out for the kid and pretended like he did it. Yeah. But instead, like the dad like does like the hold on a second and like jumps out of his chair and runs over and grabs a straw out of the drawer and holds the straw up to the little boy and points it at the flame so then he can blow through the straw and it like blows out the candle. And then the little boy's like so happy and proud of himself. And I just, I love it so much. <laughs> it's just like, dad's like, don't give up. Keep trying, keep trying. And that's Aww, just the whole commercial. It's so sweet. sweet. But it, every time I see it, like it's so stupid. I have to like hide my eyes because I get all teary eyed. Like he did it. Why is it <laughs> so like anytime there's a, um, Anytime there is a dad being like sweet with the kid, yeah. it's like instant waterworks. Right. I feel like maybe that's just like a biological or like society doesn't show that very in often. Media. So it's like a rare. Right. It's like, oh my God, look, it's a man doing good things, mm-hmm. which is horrible. I know it's sad. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, uh, so that was my one commercial too. Dude, speaking of candles, why don't you tell me what you discovered about some fucking place in, <laughs> if you want, in Island Park. Yeah. Guys, tell the listeners. Guys, there's this hipster deli. I cannot even. So there's a liquor store on the corner of like Fig and Avenue 57. And you go in the liquor store And then you ask the clerk if they sell birthday candles. And then, like, he lets you go through a secret wall door. And then you get to go back to this hipster deli and buy yourself an $18 sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking stupid. Stop doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, why does the deli have to be a speakeasy? We've gone too far. The hipsters have jumped the shark. On speakeasy. It's speakeasy deli. <laughs> so stupid. Ugh. Anyway, I'm going to go there and <clears throat> be a jerk to them. Yeah. I'll let you know how that goes. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> All right. So for for movies, I've mm-hmm. talked about this before, but my number one, because it was the one that was like first time crying, was My Girl. Oh, right. For me, yeah. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. My mom had to tuck me in at night. Oh. Because I like, couldn't stop crying That's over so Macaulay. Yeah, probably because, um, yeah, you were the same age and yeah. could have been your friend. Um, I have a lot of movies. So do I, yeah. Okay. We'll just go back and forth. <clears throat> cool. So this always gets me too, and I hate it that I cry every time at this one scene. But in the Sex in the City movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I told you it was embarrassing. Um, <clears throat> you know, the scene where. The first one. The first one, yeah. Okay. The second one, let's pretend that never happened. Yeah. Um, the first movie when, you know, they're going to the library to get married and then like Big doesn't show up and then Oh yeah, that's a tearjerker. And like they're you know, and then and then the part where like she jumps out and she's like, I knew you would do this and she's like beating him with the flowers mm-hmm. and then Charlotte just like grabs her <laughs> You like, stay away stay away and like no, no I and, think like, I don't cry at that scene uh, because I'm just like I laugh because Charlotte <laughs> looks like she's gonna fucking rip his head off. That's why I cry because I'm just like that's so out of her character and just like holding on to your friend and like being so protective and like I don't know it just makes me cry every that's time that's sweet like, so now I know up. you'll do that if I any yes. shit ever goes down yes for I will, me oh. fucking <sighs> yeah her like up. veins yeah. she's seriously like yeah. her like the veins in her neck yeah it's like the acting is just really good yeah. so way is to go it cr- good or is it kind of like a novella I mean like, it I- makes me cry every stinking time like it's so stupid. I one of I love during that scene when like he's like taking forever to show up or whatever, yeah. and somebody hands her like a smartphone, right. and she's all, "I can't, I, I don't I can't. like what is this? I don't know how to use this." <laughs> I love that scene. So good. <laughs> I still feel like that about iPhones. I don't. I don't understand. This. Yes. Okay. So the other one I have, which is like I think a lot of people feel this way, but Brokeback Mountain. Yes. When he, when, um, Heath Ledger is like 
smelling his yes. clothes and like leaning against all of his clothes in his. You mean Jake Gyllenhaal's? Oh, was it Jake Gyllenhaal? Because against... didn't he? Fuck, which one died? <laughs> oh, also. I thought no, Jake Gyllenhaal died, right? I thought he died. I'm also, Googling Google it. it. Also, um, this is where we need an assistant to be spoil like, spoil alerts. If you guys. Who dies? Broke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Spoiler Mountain. alerts, if you don't want to know the ending to really old movies that you haven't seen, well, turn it off, but also F you, like, if you haven't seen No, it. yeah, Heath Ledger is the one that is crying. Jake Gyllenhaal dies. Jake Gyllenhaal dies? Wait. Clip description. <laughs> Jack's death. Yeah, Ennis is Heath Ledger, Jack's death. Okay. Jack. Oh, yeah, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> I mean, fuck, if you haven't seen Brokeback Mountain and you listen to this podcast, right, that's very right. weird. Or anything else we're going to mention, then... You should still watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone dies. We're not... We're confused as okay, to who. Okay, sorry. I will be better, and I'm going to say... Bef- okay, we're making a deal right now that before whatever movie we're talking about, we're going to say it's spoiler if yeah. it has to do with so death. every single one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's on your list? Oh, yeah. So I think I've talked about this before, too. Um, the movie When a Man Loves a Woman. Oh, Have you seen that? Yes. With Meg Ryan and Andy I Garcia. I love that movie. Oh, my God. It's so good. I want to rewatch that. Yeah. So she's an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and, Andy, and she, they have a daughter, or two. they have two daughters. Isn't it the little girl from Napoleon Dynamite? It is. Yeah. Um, and she was in Waterworld. Yeah. Um, with the cornrows. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. <laughs> just funny. Um, so, yeah, and she's an alcoholic and she hides it. And, like, it's just, like, the story of, like, how hard it must be to support and live with an alcoholic and just, like, that whole scene and vibe. And there's one scene in particular where, like, the, the little girl's, like, eight or something. And I forget why, but the mom, like, slaps her really hard in the face. Oh, like, yeah. Every time I just start bawling my eyes out because like you know it's just like an innocent little girl who like doesn't understand why her mom's a fucking mess so it's a really good movie we should like rent it and watch it we should (laughs) and Andy Garcia is like so beautiful in that movie I know he's like the best husband yeah it's really good and you'll cry the whole way through if that's what you're into yeah yeah okay um well, actually, one of my favorite movies of all time is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless oh, Mind. Yeah, that's a good one. And that one just kind of makes me cry throughout the whole thing. Right. I would say it's when she, the part that makes me cry the most is when she, like, doesn't remember him. She doesn't yeah, remember yeah. Jim Carrey, like, when he runs into her, yeah. you know, and Ugh. that whole thing. And Right, and... It's easy to relate even not getting your minds erased when, like, you run into an ex and, like, you're just invisible to them. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, wait, but... That movie's so good. I actually yeah. haven't watched it in a while. But it's tied into, even though I'm flipping back back and forth to this, but... Well, it's tied into music stuff that I'll talk oh, about Oh, later. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have much to say other than that movie is fucking awesome and yeah. I just cry the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, something I, won't, I don't have a lot to say about, but fried green tomatoes. Yes. Ah. What does she say when she breaks down the wall? I can't. Kathy Bates. Remember, she's like, to, to Wanda, to Kwanda. I don't even, Wakanda. I don't Wakanda. know. Wakanda. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like. To Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. <laughs> Sincerely, Julie Newmar. <laughs> That's what she yells. And that was the inspiration for one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> um, but yeah, just again, like. The super awesome bonds and of friendship and, you know, what people will go through. And, yeah. you know, obviously there's, like, murder and wife beating and just all of these <laughs> sad fucking things. But it's so good. And I really want Edgar to see it all the way through. But the times I've tried to make him watch it, he always falls asleep. And I get so upset because I'm like, it's so good. It's so good. I think Chris isn't a fan. It's like an ultimate chick flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much. But he... I thought Edgar would love it because he loves What's-Her-Face. Melanie Linsky? No. Uh, Kathy Bates? No. <laughs> the main chick, the... Mary Louise Parker. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Not Melanie Linsky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mary Louise Parker. Yeah, so but anyway, he won't stay awake to it. What a dick. <laughs> Fuck you, Edgar. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, I love you. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, okay, another movie that's like a teen movie because I love all things teen. This movie, I can't believe more people didn't talk about it because I thought it was so good, is Perks of Being a Wallflower. I've never seen it, never read it. 
But I've I'm never not, read it. I never read it. Yeah. But the movie is so good. I, and I, I guess know. I shouldn't talk about it because yeah, yeah, the things that make me fairly new. No, it's not. But not as many people have seen it. But the things yeah. that make me cry are like spoiler alerts. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah. My friend Joel's really into. He met the author. He got his book signed. He's read it. He, they it's watched so it. It's yeah. so good. It's such a good. Like the movie's really good. And I love that kid that's in it. Yeah. The main kid. Whatever yes. his name is. He kind of really reminds good. me his character is a little bit similar to the boy in 13 Reasons Why. Oh, right. Just like his essence. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his whole vibe. Right. Uh, but also Mae Whitman is in it and she's really great. Oh, I yeah. love her. She lives in this neighborhood. Yeah, she does. So does Maya Bamford, Jen Gotch, lots of... We're so cool. We hang out with them all the time. I see them everywhere. Just kidding. I only see them on Instagram stories. Yeah. I'm like... (laughs) Like, I could come be a creep right now because I know exactly where you are. Chris (laughs) met Mae Whitman and talked to her a little bit. (laughs) And then he got asked out of that friendship. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Edit that out. We will. Um, yeah, but that movie also has a really, really good soundtrack, like epically oh. good, like 80s soundtrack because it oh, takes nice. place in the 80s. Uh-huh. I'll watch it. Yeah, okay. And then I'll report back my tears. So this is a one from high school that was so, I don't know if it was important or relevant, but to me it was like mind-blowing because it was the first time I was in a movie theater and sobbed the entire time. And mm. I thought that was like so special and... Magical, but mm-hmm. the movie. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I did that to Moonlight, which is on my list, uh, but I don't have to go into detail yeah. about Moonlight. Everyone knows <clears throat> it's great. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen it. It's fucking A, Delane. You have to see Moonlight. <laughs> That's right. like the best movie. It's so good. All right. All right. I'll, I'll okay. watch it. Today. Go on. Um, but anyway, the one, this movie made me cry. And I went to the movie theater like several times after just to like have that same crying experience. And I still watch it on sick days. Legends of the Fall. <laughs> I've never seen Legends of the Fall. <laughs> well, I have a copy in the other room. That's the one where he's like has long hair, right? Yes. Brad where Pitt. he's like fucking hella sexy. So he doesn't look like a Benjamin Button. No, he looks amazing. And it's just a really it's a what is it even about? It's just like, I guess like a hot guy. Well, it's like, it's like, it's about this family and like they have a ranch and there's just all this shit going. Uh-huh. It's like during prohibition and like, I don't know, all this oh, crazy shit. So sorry. basically like all the brothers all fall in love with the same woman at different points and like uh, it unfolds from there and it's just God, really good. Sounds like a legend <laughs> of the fall. And like his hair is falling everywhere. Luscious locks. Yeah. But you should totally watch it. Okay. Really I need good. to watch that. That makes me think of, um, <laughs> my brain like triggered all these things right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that reminds me of Cider House Rules, which is a really good oh, movie yeah. that also made me cry. It wasn't on my list. But yeah. then I was like, oh, fuck, Tobey Maguire is such an asshole. Have you been... <laughs> Like that was how my mind, that was my thought process yeah, right yeah. now. Cause I was going to say, have you seen Molly's game? No, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so I should really run That's out. That's my story. No, it's not that good, but uh, it wasn't on my list at all. Cause I did not cry in any way in that movie. But so Molly's game is, it just, I went into this like Wikipedia deep uh-huh. dive after I watched it because Molly's game is about this woman, Molly Blotida, I forgot her last name. <laughs> really good researcher here. Blotida? Yeah, Blotida. Anyways, she's like runs this high stakes poker game with like celebrities and stuff. Okay. And she ended up um, getting like in trouble. I forgot exactly why, but <laughs> you're not going to see it. But the moral of the story is it's based, it's like a true story about this woman and all the people that were doing this poker game were like real life celebrities. And oh, wow. so every, um, Toby Maguire was one of the guys oh, that was like wow. all into it. And he was like the worst person ever. And he would do all this fucked up stuff. And he, wow. yeah, in the movie, he's played by Michael Sarah, which is kind of funny. That's hilarious. But he, like he at one point said, like she wrote a book too. And this, so this movie is based on her book. And so I was like reading all the hot yeah, gossip yeah, yeah, from the yeah. book. I guess at one point he said something like, um, I, I play poker because I love ruining lives. Whoa. Because there were people that come, came in that would just lives their lives Lose would get destroyed. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And that he like just was all into it, and he was really weird with Molly, and that he would be like, 
he would like wave tips at her and be like, no, I'm not going to give you this tip unless you stand on the table and like do this like stupid shit, like say something really degrading about yourself or say that, say thank you to like Toby, like you're the king of the world or some shit like that. Like he would just do weird fuck. So anyways, I was like kind of ruined things like side ass rules. Yeah, 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 because Toby's a dick. Yeah. Wow. So a little hot Hollywood gossip for you. Yeah, he's probably like really into um, philanthropy and charitable giving then, right? <laughs> oh, is he tied to your order? No, no, no. Okay, I was I'm like, saying, sorry, like, slander. He's like such a dick. I can't imagine him like anyway. Well, and his little partner dick is um, unfortunately his dick partner is Leo DiCaprio. <sighs> but I mean, everyone kind of knows Leo's a dick, right? Like he embraces baby yeah. Jack Nicholson, Nicholas Nicholson, Nicholson, Nicholson. The other one's a Jack. golfer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, that was a tangent. It's okay. For kids' movies, Land Before Time was oh, a biggie. Yeah. Little Foot. Oh. And um, E.T. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, like, freaked me the fuck out. Big time. Like, when he's dying. Yeah, he's all It's gray. weird watching. Like, well, I encourage everyone to watch it when they're an adult because it's, it's like, crazy. mind-blowing. You're yeah, like, yeah, whoa, yeah. I can't believe I... This is heavy all shit these for a kid. Yeah. And I also didn't realize the... I, when I was a kid, I didn't really put two and two together. When um, Elliot, the boy, is in his classroom and he's acting like drunk and crazy, oh, right, like right. I didn't really realize it was because ET was, was getting drunk. drunk. Yeah, and that yeah. They were like had this cosmic connection yeah. or whatever. Did you see the Steven Spielberg HBO documentary? No, it's really good. And they like talk about ET and just you know I think that was one of his like first big successes. But like I think Steven had a strained relationship with his dad. So like that really comes out like that's a running Mm -hmm. theme in a lot of his movies. Mm -hmm. And so like for him, it was like, you know, these kids, like a fantasy for kids dealing with divorce. Oh, so anyway, yeah, it's a really, that that documentary made me cry. (laughs) I need to watch that. Yeah, it's good. I kind of thought the older brother was hot when I was a kid. I don't Which, remember. Yeah, he's not. he's not. I mean, he's just like whatever. Generic. Yeah, yeah. He's like whatever, he's Mel. Like, little Mel. Did. Why did you think this? <laughs> Baby Mel. <clears throat> um, I have one more movie, and it is Steel Magnolias. Oh yeah. With Sally Field and Julia Roberts, Dolly Parton, Charlie McLean, a bunch of other people, but it's so good. I haven't watched it since high school. And I, th- I think I thought, I still love it. it has a special place in my heart because when we were in high school. My friend and I worked... Wait, what was the movie that made you cry all throughout when you were... Oh, Legends of the Fall. Legends of the Fall. Okay, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Still Magnolias, you know, Shelby and her mom. And like, spoiler alert, when Shelby dies and then like the mom has the meltdown in the park and it's just like so fucking sad and you're crying and then I forget her name, but she like slaps her in the face or like tells her slap me or somebody gets slapped and then it's like this really funny moment. So it's just like the contrast of like, Balling. Highs, highs and lows. Yeah, and then laughing your ass off. But um, I just remember, you know, her wedding colors were blush and bashful. And that was always kind of... Anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. Stupid. <laughs> blush and bashful? Blush and bashful were her colors. But anyway, that movie is really good. You should rewatch that. It's yeah. Still, it holds up. It holds up. I need to rewatch that. What about TV shows? <clears throat> oh, TV shows, yes. Okay. So... I um, love a good HBO drama, and oh. my probably my favorite show of all time. This is spoiler, 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 spoiler. spoiler. Is the Sopranos? Did you watch? Never seen Fuck, it. <laughs> well, all I will say is there's. I mean, you can spoil it. I know a stuff female that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A female character mm-hmm. who's in the show for a very long time mm-hmm. at one point gets whacked by. Her own crew, right, basically, right. like the own, yeah. like her family, and it's just like Fuck. so sad yeah. because yeah, the because the scene is like you're they're sitting. It's like you know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's like they're sitting in a car together, and you could see oh, like shit. her starting to realize what's gonna oh, happen, shit. and like yeah, I just oh. I was so wrecked, and I um. I just remember, I watched it when I was in college, and I just remember, like, for days I thought about it. I yes. was just like, I can't believe that happened. And I just, like, for days and days, I was like, why would they do that to this, to right, this so-and-so yeah. the whole time? This is one that I, I talk about every week, so I'm just going to breeze over it, which is This Is Us. Oh. Always. I cry every episode. Still, I've never watched just it. Just kidding. There was Proud wa- non-watcher. 
Well, I'm going to say that about Lost. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There was one episode that I did not cry, and there's been many times I've started thinking, like, I'm not going to cry this time. I'm not going to fall for their manipulative, emotional experience, and then I do every time. But anyway, I always cry at this as us, which you all know. Yeah. Or you better know. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm going to take it back to... Are the greatest show of all time, which I know Dell can agree with me on this, is Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> so our boy, who's the hottest one? Let's say it. One, two, three. Dylan, Dylan McKay. McKay. Fuck Brandon. It's Gross. all about Dylan. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here with your fucking ID bracelet. Yeah. And your, I don't know what that hair even Stop trying to do Dylan hair. Yeah, and stop being so snobby and, like, yeah. stop being such a gross kisser and also. G- like, ew, he, like, basically... I feel like every time he's in, like, a sexy he scene... He makes out with... Yeah, you could tell that he uh, thinks he's really hot yeah. when he's making out. Yeah, and he yeah, thinks yeah, yeah. he's being, like, sensual and soft right. or something. Right, but it's but just, it's like, like fucking gross. Yeah, totally. It's just Get out of here. Creepy. <laughs> and then Dylan left the show, which is so lame. <laughs> wah, wah. Anyways, so Dylan, the scene that uh, killed me even, I watched it when I was pretty young, Mm -hmm. is when Tony, his wife that he marries, whose dad is like in the mafia or something stupid. Yeah. So she dies. And what happens is the dad hates (gasps) Dylan and is like trying to kill Dylan. This is a spoiler, but whatever. It's 90210. Like, get over it. Shut the fuck up if you're (laughs) complaining. So... Dylan is dating, or he's like just got married to this Antonia to Tony. the Nazima girl. Yeah, the Nazima. <laughs> What's her name? She has like an Nazima Irish girl. name. I don't know. I wish Corinne was here. Micro scrubbers. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember they used to say like ew micros or there it has like micro scrubbers. Yeah. Remember that Nazima girl. Her name is Rebecca Gayhart. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, and she has, like, fabulous curly hair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Dylan marries Tony. Her dad is in the mafia. Her dad hates Dylan. Mm -hmm. Her dad plots to kill Dylan. Right. So, they call Dylan to come pick up some, like, wedding present or some shit. And then it's pouring rain out. Right, of course. And they lose their kitten, their little kitten, that Rebecca Gayhart, that Tony, like, fucking adopts or, like, finds on the street or something. And she's like... Dylan, you have, um, for some reason it has, I don't remember exactly, but it has to do with like looking for the kitten, whatever. Tony goes instead of Dylan to go pick up the package because she wants Dylan to stay back for like, in case the kitten comes home or some shit. So she's driving and Dylan realizes, oh shit. Right. It's What's going to happen. Yeah. So he, f- he like races after her, but then all these cars surround and shoot at the car no! and kill Tony. And then it's the classic pouring so, rain scene yeah. where Dylan grabs no! her body. He's like, no! <laughs> Tony! Tony! <laughs> like pans up. <laughs> yeah, it does. It pans up. He's screaming in the rain and like sobbing. And I was crying, too. I always cry when I see that scene. I mean, I feel like I cried really hard, too, when his dad died. And he's like, yeah, same thing. Oh, yeah, it was the same thing. <laughs> Only it wasn't raining, I don't think. Luke Perry's really good at just, like, at dropping nah. to his knees. No! We should like do. I'm sure there's other things he's done that we should just put together a montage. Yo, yes, okay. If someone knows Project. how to do that, <laughs> I told Mel um, Edgar's out of town, so I signed up for a 24-hour MTV pass so I could catch up on Teen Mom, and I'm watching Teen Mom too. And every time Tyler, one of the dads, has to deal with his dad Butch. I oh, just, Tyler's so sweet. I know. Little I white just, trash sweetie. They're such white trash sweeties. Like, they're trying to break the cycle. So, like, they're the couple that gave their kid up for adoption. They're the only ones they that did that. They made the right decision. Right. So they gave their kid up, and then they grew up and figured their shit out. Like, they went to therapy. They now are in, have money, and they're investing it. And 
then they decided to have their own daughter and it's just very, they made the right choices and, um, they're trying so hard to like rise up out of this like crazy family. And Tyler's dad, Butch is a drug addict in and out of jail, in and out of rehab. And it's just so sad because Tyler's such a sweetie and he has to parent his father. Like every scene between them is him parenting his dad and he's, always by his side and it's just so fucking sweet so every time there's a tyler butch scene i always get all teary eyed i know tyler you're so such a good human and anyway i love teen moms all of them yeah except for farah oh yeah farah's the worst huh yeah what about the one chick that's like from florida that or are they all from florida (laughs) that's janelle Janelle, she, her mom? Yeah, Barbara. I just like, you know, just, I, I had to like, I remember I was like, let me look up accents because I don't right. understand their accents. Like if they're either from of them, Florida. Or like New Jersey or like what right, the fuck right. is going on with them. Yeah, there's a few messes, but I don't know. My heart goes out to all of the Dean moms except for Farah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's, I always cry at that. So that's good. That's my guilty pleasure. This is kind of heavy, but I, so BoJack Horseman is, I love, love BoJack Horseman. And one of the episodes that's probably my favorite episode because it hits me on a personal level is, um, I forget the name of the episode. I'm going to look it up. Oh yeah. I know which one. I, yeah. It's season four, episode nine Mm -hmm. is what it is. Mm -hmm. So it's when Princess Carolyn has her fifth miscarriage. Yeah. I've had multiple miscarriages and it's something that people don't talk about very often, but this episode was like the first time I've ever seen, Right. I've ever seen miscarriage because miscarriages happen sometimes on TV shows, but it's not in the, it's not in a realistic, it's not portrayed very realistically. It's always like really, it's usually really dramatic. Right. Like Um, six feet under when she like has to get married and yes, it's yeah. it's usually kind of really dramatic and I mean it is a very dramatic thing, but it's it's a different type it's, of drama. I feel like for it's a woman. used as a tool in screenwriting or whatever as like, well, we need something sad to happen. Yeah. It's like the go to it's like not it's like talked rape about, with women. Right. It's um, not, how like every woman is raped on a TV show. <clears throat> it's not portrayed in like a realistic manner. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So the things that were I really appreciated about this episode was one it like that's how it is. It's often like a sterile diagnosis mm-hmm. with somebody just kind of being like, like, because I've had different types of miscarriages, and one of them was where it was like everything was all good and dandy, mm-hmm. and then you just are at your doctor's office one day, and they're like doing the ultrasound, and they're like, oh, nothing's happening. Yeah. And I'm talking about miscarriages first trimester, so early yeah, yeah, miscarriages, yeah, yeah. which is when it's really common for mm-hmm, women. It's incredibly mm-hmm. common, and when you have one, women will come out of the woodworks and tell you about theirs. Isn't the stat something crazy? Like one in three women, or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like. I think it's like, um, I forget what the percentage is. It's yeah. really high. It's, it's like 40% yeah, of yeah, yeah. early of um, pregnancies are term, are don't carry through sure. through the first trimester. Right. And then once you get past first trimester, it's really exciting right. because uh, you're basically out of the danger mm-hmm. zone. It like drops to like a 2% chance or right, something right. like that. But so in this episode, it's basically... It's enlightening because one, in an earlier season, the the other female, prim, prominent female character, Diane, um, chooses to terminate her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And there's something like Princess Carolyn is kind of like, kind of a bitch to her about right, it. Right. And so like, now you're like, oh, that's right. why, because it is. And I can relate to that where not in terms of necessarily somebody terminating their pregnancy, right, right, right. but maybe like there are feelings that you have these different feelings about women either becoming pregnant when they're right. complaining about being pregnant yeah, yeah, yeah. or it's not planned. And they're like, well, you know, like those attitudes. <sighs> yeah. So anyways, I, I, that was enlightening and I could relate to that a lot. And also just the fact that like early pregnancy and miscarriage are kept so secret Mm -hmm. for most women that it just makes it more painful because you're battling this either alone or with just your partner. Mm -hmm. I especially the thing that was like the most heartbreaking about the episode was that so she's like this badass like getting her shit done at Mm -hmm, work mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like 
you want her to have it all, you right, know, and right. then she can't do this one thing. So yeah. it's like really fucked up. And then, especially when you find out it's been like her fifth one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at, so the whole episode is narrated by her future grandchild. Right. So you think, so the whole time you're really hopeful. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well she, this is going to be like she, the next time mm-hmm. it's going to happen because she's just having this one miscarriage and right. you know, because, and then in the end you realize like she basically explains princess Caroline mm-hmm. explains that it's, um, a figment of her imagination and that <coughs> in order for her to like right. continue to be hopeful, she imagines yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah, yeah. she'll have like this grandchild telling yeah. her story. Yeah. And then she just like breaks down and sobs right. at the end of the episode. So and I'm like, good. it's so <clears throat> remarkable. It's so good. And I can't believe it's a yeah, cartoon. I know about well, animals. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched, um, um, how I met your mother, but they did a very similar thing with the character of Robin where, she, I mean, I don't think she was pregnant or trying to get pregnant, but she like found out. So the episode starts with like her future kids telling this story. And then at the end, it's the same thing. It's just like, and then they disappear because it's like a figment of her imagination. Wait, which show is this? How I Met Your Mother. Oh. Because she like finds out that she won't ever be able to have kids. Right. So like she's imagining, I don't know, it's like a, co- I don't know, it was very similar and just so well done. So good job, uh. Bojack crew. Yeah, that the writing is so good <laughs> for that so good. show. It's so fucking it's good. It's crazy. Yeah. It gets super dark in this last season, but yeah. It's gonna it's gonna pay off. Mm-hmm. Those are all of our screen stuff. moments. So if you need to cry, there's a list for you. Yeah, and we'll post it on our website, which is cryingamazingcrazy.com on our yep. episode guide. Yep. So check it out. And we'll also post the songs that we're gonna talk about right now. Yeah. So we're uh changing it up and doing a list of songs instead of one song at the end. Um, I think I said this about the movies, but same thing with this. This is just like what we could think of what I had around my house that like was making me tear up as I wrote this. So yay! <laughs> <laughs> the first one um, I have on my list is Tupac. Keep your head up, which I think that song was the first time as a teenager I realized the difference of treatment of black women in America. Yeah. You know, like, and he talks about, like, the racial stigma, the violence of men, rape, and, you know, kind of offers them hope and support that this will change one day. And it was kind of like this feminist anthem during a time when all other kind of hip-hop rap songs were degrading to women. So, like... I feel like every time I hear this, I cry. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. And since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create. So will the real men get up? I know you're fed up, ladies. But keep your head Like, so deep and good. And, yeah, just like my little high school feminist self was just like, yay, Tupac. So yeah. I love that song. I still it do. It is crazy. Every time I hear it, I'm kind of like, whoa. Blown away. Why can't more rap be like this? Yeah. <laughs> so congrats, Tupac. I know. Little baby. Uh, yeah, so I think for me, I have a, quite a list here, but I will say, um, Modest Mouse, Baby Blue Sedan. And I'm lonesome when you're around, and I'm never lonesome when I'm by myself. Yeah, Baby Blue Sedan is so good, and just... The thought of being lonesome when, like, you think you know somebody, but you realize, like, when you're with them that you're actually pretty lonely. Right. Because it's not who you expect them to be. Right, right. You feel like strangers. Yeah, you feel like strangers, and you feel more at at ease when you're on your own than even when you're around that person. Yeah. And I miss you when you're around. That's so sad. I know, I know. just fucking cuts deep. (sighs) So, yeah, that's a good one. That's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like U2 is especially relevant again today. No, I hate U2. <laughs> well, that's your problem. Um, 
So the era of U2 of Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua Tree's good, though. So good. And, you know, they were like an early 80s, like, woke-ass band protesting yes. lots of things across the board. Yeah. Um, I don't hate them. I yeah, just yeah. hate them. Well, <laughs> cool. Bono is just, like, a wonderful humanitarian and a really cool dude. But um, the one song, um, Running to Stand Still. You gotta cry without weeping. Talk without speaking. Scream without raising your voice. That song and those lines just make me get, like... I don't know, just the way he's singing and, like, the vibrato mm-hmm. in his voice is just, like, yeah. really emotional. But, he's a really good lyricist. And they're just, like, so relevant. Again, they have, you know, they're on tour, and they have a lot of artwork in their show done by this one guy. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's done a lot of, like, the Trump Time magazine covers that are, um, uh, like, not cartoons, but they're, you know, drawings. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That guy, he did all their artwork and all their banners and they're just like really cool protest banners essentially. But, um, you know, and I, I've noticed like today, especially lots of really powerful black women love Bono and you too. And I think that's really, um, cool. Like Phoebe Robinson from two dope Queens, like he, you know, came to one of their shows maybe, or she went, I don't know, somehow they met backstage and he was like bowing down to her on his knees, kissing her hand, like telling her like she is a queen and he loves her so much and she's like, you know, dying. And That's cool. So, And then recently, Ava DuVernay got to meet him because Oprah set it up so that they could meet and she wrote this really sweet Instagram post about how like she listens to their music a lot when she's writing and it's really shaped who she is as a, you know, uh, not filmmaker, but yeah, as a filmmaker and he, you know, they had this really sweet session and she's like gushing to him and he's like, you know, telling her like, no, you're the amazing. Anyway, so I just love that band. I know you hate them, but, um, yeah. you know, and then I was listening to Joshua Tree and Sunday Bloody Sunday came out in 1983. Wow. And the lyric, which was just like, whoa. And it's true we are immune when fact is fiction and TV reality. It's just like the U.S. today is fucking yeah. crazy and... They knew about it. Okay, so my next song is uh, by X, one of my favorite bands. Uh-huh. And it's Come Back to Me, and it's about uh, Xine's sister who died Aww. in a car accident. Yeah. I don't know. There's just, it's just the whole song is really good. That's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Taking it back to Tori Amos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't remember what this album was from, but the song's called Jackie's Strength. And it's like, you know, kind of about um, Jackie Kennedy and, Mm. you know, being, having to be really strong. And I think I talked about it before when I talked about Natalie Portman's Jackie, like how it was such a good movie and just like, I haven't seen it. Oh, like just showing the strength of this woman and like, the intention of every movement after, you know, it happened, like everything was very symbolic. Movie till a wedding day, shots rang out, the police came, mama laid me on the front line and prayed for Jackie's strength. And it's just like a really sweet song about like, you know, thinking about this political figure that's, Everyone in the whole world knows and just like really trying to all that empathy oozing out. Yeah. It's really sad. I never got into Tori Amos, but I one of my college roommates was like obsessed. Yeah, I a was a Tori file. Oh, I wasn't a Tori file, but I had all the albums and I loved them all and loved her. And I really loved that like back during during Lilith Fair, you know, people are always like, Why don't you play Lilith Fair? And she's like, 
because I like testosterone in my audience, hmm. <laughs> like straight up. Like I don't want an all women audience. So, Interesting. Yeah, I really always kind of admired that. Yeah, I totally. It was kind of funny too. Well, because it's important for guys to hear her message because her songs are so feminist. Yes. So it's kind of like you don't want it to be so insular. Right, and like, yeah, don't read. Yeah, <laughs> don't read. Echo rape chamber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, for me, um, the entire Sea Change album by Beck. Oh, yeah. Bringing it back to Eternal Sunshine. That's such a good album. That album is so good, and especially the song Lost Cause. Yes. Um, is Baby, so I'm a lost cause. Baby, you Baby, you Baby, you I know, so good. And that was when he was going through a breakup. Yeah. And uh, it's just great. And it's I know he has like new morning phase or whatever, that uh-huh. newer album. Yeah. It yeah. kind of sounds like a sea change mm. vibe, but it's just not as good yeah, as yeah, sea yeah. change. Sea change, sea change is, is and I think it's because he was experiencing true heartbreak. Right, right. And yeah. And so that's linked to the movie Eternal Sunshine also, because mm. um, the whole opening scene of. Jim Carrey crying in his car is like to like a B side of that oh, album. Yeah, interesting. It's yeah. really really good. I have to rewatch and pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, one of mine. <clears throat> back to the nineties again. Uh, actually, this wasn't. Whatever. Chris Cornell, the song mm-hmm. "Wave Goodbye." Like after he died, I listened to his solo album. Oh, yeah, when you miss somebody. to it now because he yeah, laid down because he really did it <laughs> yeah my other one is also the entire album and it's more so I don't know just the whole vibe of the album is um pink moon by nick drake oh it's just, yeah i don't know there's been i just remember having times where i would like be like mopey on a yeah. sunday listening to that record Such a good road trip album yeah like yeah it's just so yeah that entire album but I think my favorite song on the album is called Place to Be. Mm. When I was green, greener than the Where flowers grow and the sun shines still. Now I'm darker. Just hand me down, give me a place to be. Uh, but yeah, that 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 whole record, and um, I'll just do two two right now because it's the same thing. Uh-huh. Um, Cigarose, um, uh, their parentheses yeah. record. Yes. That whole album is really emotional for me, and the first track always makes me tear mm-hmm. up. Like even today when I listen to it, yeah. like I find myself always listening to it at night in the dark, like mm-hmm. in my bed or Aww. whatever. And it's yeah. just like, makes me really emotional. Yeah. And the first time I saw them play, I definitely cried when I saw them play. Cause it was so amazing. Yes. And so good live. Yeah. The second time I saw them play, I also was tearing up because we saw them at the Greek in Berkeley mm. and it's during their encore song. It literally started raining. Oh shit. So it was like these fucking elves, yeah, yeah. these fucking fairies, <laughs> like like these magical creatures, yeah, yeah. like channeling like nature. It was so epic That's and awesome. awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Um just they bring me to tears just from how totally. beautiful their music is and, yeah. and it's not his even voice. Real words. Like it's Yeah, that just, whole record is made yeah. up made up words. Language. It's not even Icelandic. Yeah. You sat alone. 
Yeah, I think I think that's the album. I saw them at the Will Turn, and I went by myself, and it was the one time the Will Turn like had chairs set up like everywhere. Nice, yeah. So like it's a sit down band. Yeah. So like we, I was sitting, and you know they had this big orchestra, and like the whole show was so like yeah, I literally like sobbed the whole. Show. Uh, right. Okay, so I have um, a fairly obvious one, but. Elliot Smith. We couldn't get through this list without Elliot Smith. Yes. Which song I, do you have? I just put every single Elliot Smith song. Yeah, every yeah. single yeah, Elliot yeah, Smith yeah, yeah, song. Yeah. But for me, Between the Bars is a really, yeah, really sad one. I just feel like all of them are so sad yeah. after he killed himself. Right. Yeah. But like the whole alcoholic Any Elliot vibe Check. <laughs> of Between the yeah. Bars. Yeah. Drink up, baby. Stay up all night. With the things you could do, you won't but you might. The potential you'll be that you'll never see. The promises you'll only make. So good. Yeah. Sorry, Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I had to find the Pearl Jam connection, even though I mentioned yes. Eddie earlier. Um, I had to include a Pearl Jam song. So the one that I think everyone, even though it's not even their song, it's a cover when they did last kiss, like, you know, that single came out and everyone, everyone was like, this song is so sad. Cause it's, you know, about somebody dying in a uh, car accident and I don't even, I'll have to listen to Yeah. It. It's really, I mean, it was like a cheesy moment, but. Also, too, like, most of Vitology, I can cry when I think about it through the lens of, like, Kurt Cobain's death, because that's the mindset that they were in when they wrote it. So, like, there's a lot of songs with a lot of, like, not hidden, but just, like, Kurt Cobain-related meanings. So it's, like, kind of really fucking sad. But, Mm. yeah, it's good. This one's funny, and it's been stuck in my head all week, but I just loved I, I don't know if i love her anymore but in that era i loved sarah mclaughlin singing adia and i feel like uh, so many people named their daughters adia after that really song. yeah um you know but that's when she was like her beautiful pixie girl phase uh-huh. like she's so gorgeous and had like cute pixie hair but yeah it's just like a sweet song about you know innocence and where did we go wrong but I always laughed at the line because there's no one left to finger (laughs) (laughs) like I was just like yeah took it there in my head (laughs) oh my god it's a funny one well speaking of cheesy (laughs) songs because I don't even really like this song but it does kind of it brings me back to cruel intentions (laughs) (laughs) and when Ryan Phillippe dies sorry there's a spoiler but if you haven't seen it like (laughs) Fuck off. Fuck off, yeah. Um, but fucking Counting Crows, which I hate. I hate. But that colorblind song, because it's the song that's like playing, right. I think when he's like gets in a car accident yeah, or yeah. whatever, and she's like finding out. I don't know, it's tied into the ending right, of that right. movie somehow. Yeah. And so it makes me think of like how fucked up it was yeah. that he dies, even though that movie is really awful. So fucked. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, and they're like bad people, like yeah. all of them. <laughs> they should like, all die. Brian Phillippe sucks too. Like, yeah. remember he wears glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I thought he was so hot. He's I know so, he looks, looks like a woman, like a little. Yeah, I was gonna say he looks like a troll doll. Like his face. I thought was, he was so. I was like, he's my number one. That's because like Hollywood told us he was hot. And yeah, we believed them. <laughs> I usually don't like blonde dudes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I did in high school, but yeah. No, not really. All my crushes. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Are you listening? Paul Fox and Adam Scott. Um, <laughs> um, I have two songs <clears throat> on my list from The Flaming Lips. Mm. And the first one is Do You Realize? Mm-hmm. I mean, the lyrics are just so beautiful. And it came out around the time... Or I started listening to it around the time that my grandma died. And so I just always think of her when I hear it. And if you don't know the lyrics, you're dumb. But you realize, 
Every time I hear that, I just think of like all the people I've lost and how I should be expressing my love and gratitude to, towards those that are still alive today. So I love you all. I love everybody. And also, when Edgar and I first met, I mean, this is such a line, but you know, we were talking at the bar, and he was asking me if I ever, if I saw that video because he was like, "Your smile reminds me of the girl in the video," and like. That was, I don't know if that's our song, but that was like one of the first Aww. songs we like bonded over, I yeah. guess. So like, that's, I don't know, really sweet. And then, um, I don't know what you guys know about the Flaming Lips, but um, the guitarist used to like do heroin oh, yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah. And Isn't there like a really good documentary about that? I, I don't know. I feel like I watched something. Oh. Um, but the song um, Spider Bite, or the, yeah, it's called Spider Bite, and... The lyrics are, when you got that spider bite on your hand, I thought we would have to break up the band. To lose your arm, surely, to lose your arm would surely upset your brain. The poison then could reach your heart from a vein. I was glad it didn't destroy you. How sad that would be, because if it destroyed you, it would destroy me. Like, just kind of, because he got, when they were recording the album, he told everyone that he got a spider bite and it was an actually an abscess from a heroin needle and he almost lost his arm from it. Whoa. So like, and that was an early album. So imagine, you know, had that happened, I don't know what road they would have gone down, but it's just a really sweet song between friends. Like, yeah, you're worried about your friends. Yeah. Yeah. So that song can always make me cry. And then, yeah, Elliot Smith. I said every single song. (laughs) Yeah. I have two more. I have... You um, sound so thrilled about it. Sorry, I know. I'm getting really <laughs> We're tired. We're hot and tired. I know. So I have two more. I have David Bazan, who is um, a really great writer, and um, the song In Stitches, it's off of Curse Your Branches, which is such a good album, and uh, a lot of the themes, because David Bazan was super Christian, and then he basically abandoned his faith and so the song in stitches is kind of like all about like he's he writes it to god essentially oh, wow. and it's just about like him not believing in god anymore when job asked you the question you responded who are you to challenge your creator Well, if that one part is true, it makes you sound defensive like you had not thought it through enough to have an answer. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> and David Bazan is a fucking amazing person. He's played at our house in Sacramento twice. Mm-hmm. So we've um we've had like small living room concerts with him and he's a really rad dude and just total sweetheart and um I just love his whole brand in terms of like how he interacts with his fans and how he sets up these living room shows. Mm-hmm. Um it was just a really good experience. And he like does the whole, he does like a Q and a thing. Like he's like, he just plays songs and he's like, do you guys have any questions? Oh, and like, uh-huh. everyone can just like, it's like a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because there were people that had a lot of questions like about the whole religion thing, because mm. he used to have a lot of Christian fans. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah. He used to be like really Christian. Oh, crazy. Um, like for when Pedro the lion and stuff. Right. So I remember one person asking, cause he has a song that's like, a really good song off this record that the the chorus is it's hard to be a decent human being and somebody was like is it really that hard like some like fucking yeah. devil's advocate <laughs> right right and so it was just an interesting conversation and anyways he's really cool that's awesome yeah um so the band first aid kit oh yeah like i was so shocked when they came out and I learned that they were Swedish. I just assumed they were like some California band because they have that whole vibe. Mm-hmm. But that's what they were actually mimicking and copying and fell in love with. So I guess they could be. 
But um, there's one song off of Stay... Well, all of Stay Gold can make me cry because, like, when it came out, I was going through some shit and it just... I really related to a lot of the lyrics, but the song Cedar Lane just, like, totally destroys me because their voices are so incredible. How could I breathe Every song is so good. That's awesome. My last one is uh, a Brian Jonestown Massacre song. I fucking love that band. They're like probably one of my favorite bands. Um, I noticed a lot of my ba- favorite bands are B names because I love oh. like my favorite bands are like Brian Jonestown Massacre, Beach House, Broadcast. Right. <laughs> um, the name of my band is Buildings Breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you like that B. I met. I just the. I just talked about David Bazan. I mean, he's yeah, not. Yeah. He's not like my most favorite or anything, but yeah. So, and I built to spill is also a great band. So whenever I go to record stores, I always like just I'm go like to go bees. to the bees. Yeah, I'm like there's probably more B bands. <laughs> Anyways, so Brian Jonestown Massacre, The Devil May Care. This song is really good. It's uh, just the beginning. Like yeah. when you first hear it, like cuts you when, when he says. It's so like such a good lyric. Yeah. Anyways, I fucking love that band. They're, yeah, they're. I want to bust out all these old albums now. I know. Trip down memory lane. Yeah. Um, I feel like I just, I couldn't pick one song again like Elliot Smith, but I feel like I had to put him on the list because sometimes Edgar plays the albums and I'm just like secretly crying because it's so sweet. Um, Stevie Wonder. Aw. I mean, I believe when I fall in love with you, it will be forever. <laughs> I just, yeah, I really love Stevie Wonder and all his like sweetie love songs are just amazing that's that's That's, it it. (laughs) how should we end the pod (laughs) so this has been a fucking just an unloading of stuff listicles Listicles. (laughs) we're like buzzfeed yeah um so we hope you enjoyed our lists of media that makes us cry on the spot top 10 we didn't count but it felt like a top 10 it felt like a lot more yeah (laughs) and uh we love you guys we love you guys keep keep crying us stuff keep crying well we have you checked the email in a long time send us your (laughs) shit to the email address we never check cheers you know who we are you know where where to find us bye bye